Good morning. But those of you that I did not get to say good morning to already, good morning, good morning. Bishop Michael and I are very happy to be with you here at Sacrament once again. We loved being with you a little more than a year ago because Sacrament is a very special place in our minds and in our hearts with a very wonderful pastor, and we love Father Preston as well as Ashley. So thank you, Father Preston for allowing me to share this morning today and asking me to do it. It's all your fault, whatever doesn't seem to go right. We know that this week, Sacrament is hosting us, uh, part of the diocese, or you, part of the diocese of St. Anthony, the convocation, which does continue through this Tuesday evening, and I have no doubt that it will be much appreciated, all that you do. We know from personal experience, it is quite a bit of work and for that, I would like to also add my thank you, but also say you can never go wrong with a mean chocolate chip cookie. I mean, just in case you're wanting to know, and coffee. So we're happy, blessed to be with you. Thank you for hosting and doing what you're doing this week. I know that that's part of it. I know that uh, CIL is doing, is it CIL? I'm saying that correct? Is hosting part of it as well. So we're grateful for them too. We have great reason to celebrate today, as every Sunday, of course, is a celebration of our Lord as we meet him at his table in the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist. But we are also celebrating the baptism of Jessica Boudreaux. Jessica, I want to say, first of all, congratulations in front of everyone to you uh, for that that you're doing today, as well as those of you who are being confirmed. Congratulations today. How wonderful it is. It is always wonderful to celebrate the sacraments, and especially when you have an opportunity to do it like this today. I know I've said it before in your midst, but it is true that it is, it is such a wonderful thing for us to consider how the sacraments bring healing to our lives and to our wounds. Today, in just a bit, we will all be invited to come to the table of the Lord and to receive the sacrament of Holy Communion, which heals our wounds of abandonment. In the sacrament of Holy Communion, Christ is present to us. We are not alone. We experience his healing touch. We experience his presence with us, his very divine love bringing healing to our wounds of abandonment. Today, Jessica will receive the sacrament of baptism. And in that sacrament, the Lord heals our wounds of rejection. It's in the waters of baptism that God accepts us and makes us his own. First Peter says these words, Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who in his great love for us has brought us to a new birth. The sacrament of baptism heals our wounds of rejection as we are made a son or a daughter of God the Father. We become part of his family. We are his and he is ours and we are a part of his church. Healing our wounds of rejection. And in the sacrament of confirmation, God heals our wounds of powerlessness. In confirmation, we are empowered by the Holy Spirit to live the Christian life, a life of love and of loving service to others. 
in baptism, of course, we receive the Holy Spirit. And now, in confirmation, we pray for and receive an increase of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in order to build up the church and to meet the needs of the world. We are empowered in the sacrament of confirmation, healing our wound of powerlessness. We are empowered to live the baptismal life, a life of fulfilling the promises that we make once again in confirmation. And so we're very blessed. All of us are blessed to witness, to share in the celebration of these two additional sacraments today. And of course... Today is the first Sunday of Lent, and all God's people said, oh. (laughs) You know, today, today is like one of those things that you did in college as you're preparing for ministry, when someone says, okay, you got three topics, you're going to preach on this. It's like that, you know, Lent, baptism, and confirmation, make a homily. That's not always easy, but today is the first Sunday of Lent, the season in the life of the church in which we prepare to celebrate Easter. Easter, with its blessing of interior resurrection, the healing of the human condition. In St. Mark's Gospel, the text read moments ago, we hear of Jesus' baptism and his being driven into the desert. And it's really rather a short, concise rendering of what so often we hear from St. Matthew's account, which is in much more detail. But here, in St. Mark's account, we hear that in Jesus' baptism, the heavens were opened. The Spirit descends upon Jesus, and the Father says, You are my beloved Son. With you I am well pleased. All before... Jesus has done anything. He hasn't even begun to start his ministry. He hasn't done anything at all. He hasn't started. And I think that this should serve for us as a great encouragement to our hearts. Because so often we can lose sight of the great depth of God's love that he has for each and every one of us. I think that when we're caught in that place in life, even if it's briefly, where we question his love, or we doubt his love, we can't feel his love, we're in a tight spot, or we might forget who we are, we must remember we are the baptized. We are the son or daughter of God. We belong to God. We are his children. We are the flock he shepherds, the people he cares for, and the psalmist proclaims. We are the people He comes close to. That should melt your heart. He comes close to us. God loves us. God loves you. He loves us. And we need this truth to permeate truly our being, to penetrate it each and every day of our life, to find ourselves listening to his voice of love and his wonderful affirmation as Jesus experienced above all the other voices in our head and all around us. In today's psalm, in verse 5, The reading that I have, I believe it's the NRSV, the psalmist proclaims, Remember, O Lord, your compassion and love, love, for they are from everlasting. 
Roland Walls, the former Anglican priest and founder of the Community of Transfiguration in Roslyn, Scotland, reminds us that those who lay their head on the breast of Jesus will hear the heartbeat of God. This is one of my favorite things because the heartbeat of God is his great, great love for us. After Jesus hears the affirmation of the Father, the scripture tells us at once the Spirit drove Jesus into the desert for 40 days, tempted by Satan. And so we may be here today and may wonder, hmm, what happened out there? 40 days? That's a long time. How does that affect me? I mean, I'm glad he did it. But how does that affect me today where I live? I think that although we, are, we don't tend to be aware of it, we should be. We all have three instinctual desires for three things. One is security. We want to be secured in life. Two, affection or esteem. And then lastly, power or control. Now, the instincts themselves are certainly not bad. It's what we do with those. What we do is we tend to develop ways, unhealthy ways, that we feel will ensure that I will have that security and that we'll ensure we'll have the affection or esteem we want and the power and control the way we want it to the degree that we want it. And that we need it when we want it. We're a mess. Because when we don't receive it, then our happiness is affected. And when our happiness is affected, we become deeply frustrated by not getting that sense of security or affection and esteem or power and control that we feel we need. And then... We begin to experience feelings or emotions of sadness and fear and anger and grief and greed and pride and so on and so on and so on. The truth is we will try at almost all costs to ensure our happiness, to be happy, remain happy, be constantly happy. And when we do this, this is where we get into trouble. As we, becoming, we become willing to do whatever it takes, including hurting others around us, even those we love. We're stomping on their needs and their rights and even hurting ourselves along the way. And this, my brothers and sisters, is what we call sin. And so it's into this predicament of ours and the liturgical season of Lent, we find our Lord proclaiming, Repent! For the reign of God is at hand. And all God's people said, Oh! <laughs> Jesus invites us, Come with me. Take a hard look now at how we are attempting to find our happiness based on our needs. And how we need to change those unhealthy ways in which we attempt to find our happiness apart from him. And so, 
Our Lenten liturgy begins with Jesus being tempted in the desert, which deals with these same three instinctual needs that all humanity faces. That's you and me. Jesus is first of all tempted to satisfy his hunger by seeking his security in all honesty and a sense of magic from the evil one, rather than entrusting in God to meet his need, to meet his need for hunger and security. We're secure when we're fed, when we know where our next meal is coming from. It brings security in our life. He's then tempted to leap from the pinnacle of the temple in order to be known as a wonder worker, a star that everyone will know his name, and his name will be in lights across Hollywood. This is esteem, affection, that's improper. Lastly, Satan tempts him to bow down and to worship him, and in exchange, Satan tells him that he would give him power over the entire world. This is not the power God has. This is power and control and manipulation. Security, esteem, and power. In these three areas, temptation works on our false ways of attempting to achieve our happiness. And of course, Jesus does not buy it, and he doesn't fall for the temptations. But we need to know, this is how it affects us, is that Jesus appears in the desert as our representative he is the representative of the entire human race, and he experiences our predicament, what we go through. He's vulnerable to Satan's temptations. Satan tempts Jesus in these areas of life concerning the same instincts that we have, first again for security and survival, by telling Jesus to command the stones to become bread. We can only imagine how hungry Jesus might have been. I mean, for me, I'm waiting on my next meal. But I mean, a couple days, 10, 20, 30. I mean, if you're up to 30, I'm not, I'd be dying. 40 days. We can only imagine how desperately hungry he would have been. But Jesus responds by saying, it is not, it is not up to him to protect or save himself. That it is up to his heavenly father to meet his needs and that he must trust in him for this need for security. God promises to provide for all who trust in him. And Jesus refuses to take this upon himself. He refuses to take this into his own hand and rather wait, wait for God to rescue him, to meet his need for security and survival. Satan tempts Jesus to throw himself down from the parapet of the temple. As he does, quoting from Psalm 90, God will have to have his angels to take care of him. He tempts Jesus to manifest his power, to jump from great height, and when he will rise and walk away from such an event, people will think he's so cool, that he's incredible, bowing down before him, adoring him, thinking he is such a hot dog. This is a demonstration of power 
And yet, what we need to know, this is the temptation that we face to love the respect, the esteem, the fame of the public. We need to be a big shot or be in high regard. All of us, all of us need some measure of affirmation and acceptance. We need love without this becoming a driving force for us to receive it. That now I work my way so that I'll be sure to get it. God's love for us and his affirmation must speak loudest to our hearts. It must be valued above all other voices in our life because he truly knows our needs and he loves us more than any other person possibly can. Jesus rejects the temptation to be seen as a spiritual guru of sorts to seek the glory of man. Lastly, he faces the temptation to control events and to have unlimited power over others as Satan shows him the kingdoms of the world with the promise that he will give to Jesus if Jesus will just bow down and worship him. And Jesus rejects the lust for power. He rejects the lust for control over others. He chooses instead to be the one who has come to serve and not to be served. He's not come to dominate, but to love and this reveals for us also the true path for our happiness is in loving service of others. Not control, not manipulation, for this is sinful. Jesus knows that our worship of God is the antidote to our pride. There is one more wonderful, beyond us, transcendent, one in glory, and so when we desire power or control, we need to think deeply about what Jesus has done. Out of his great love for us, Jesus experienced the same temptations that we face concerning our need for security, survival, affection, esteem, power, and control. And each Lent, each and every Lent, we are invited to join him in the desert and to share in his trials. Now, the biblical desert is primarily for us a place of purification, a place of passage. It's not so much, of course, a geographical location as it is a process for us as the people of God, a process of our ongoing interior purification that will lead to our liberation it will lead to freedom from the ways in which we think and try to bring about our happiness apart from God that cannot possibly work. Oh, although at first it may seem like it works, but no. When these fail and when they do, we will eventually find ourselves disappointed, miserable, fearful creatures. So today... Many others, along with you here at Sacrament, are part of the Diocese of St. Anthony. And St. Anthony, of course, is known as the founder of the monasticism. Anthony himself, he chooses to move to and to live in the desert as a hermit, in complete solitude, dedicated to a life of penance and a life of prayer, where he was dying to the world 
and living in Christ Jesus. One of his most common icons of St. Anthony shows him holding a scroll turned outward so that we may read what the scroll says. And it says this, I saw the snares of the devil laid out on the ground, and I said, who can flee from these? An angel said to me, humility. Lent is the perfect time for us to practice humility. Humility, of course, is being able to see ourselves as we truly are. We recognize our lowliness before God and our great, great need for him. We know that we're not perfect. We accept the fact that we're flawed, and we trust that the God who loves us will do the work in us that needs to be done if we will allow him to. Now, in our liturgy today, which you have in front of you, you might open it to the opening prayer, prayer of the day, a couple pages in. In, in the opening prayer for today, we prayed this prayer. Almighty God, whose blessed Son was led by the Spirit to be tempted by Satan, come quickly to help us, who are assaulted by many temptations. And as you know the weaknesses of each of us, let each one find you mighty to save. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I'd like to encourage you. Let us, all of us, continue to approach this Lenten season with the awareness that God truly loves us and that he knows our weaknesses and how we are assaulted by many, many temptations. He understands your my need for that security, for affection or esteem, for empowerment. But let us, with humility, find ourselves not manipulating, maneuvering something on our part, but running to him, going to him to meet our need. Find ourselves going to him for that security, the affirmation the power to live the Christian life, a life of freedom that he alone can give, and each time see that he's mighty to save. And experience, as Jesus did in the desert, the fact that we can trust in him. In this season of Lent, some of our ways must be done away with. And I love in the final verse of the famous prayer of St. Francis that he says, it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. And so today, I'd like to super encourage you to come to the table. Allow him to feed you there, to strengthen you for the continued journey of Lent ahead. And now, would you pray with me together? Almighty God, whose blessed Son, Spirit, tempted by Satan, Come quickly to help us who are assaulted by many temptations. And as you know the weaknesses of each of us, let each one find mighty to save. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen.